everyone, welcome to another episode of Dungeon Boys. My name is Keith, and I will be your DM. Uh, Josh, playing as Reginald the Fighter. Uh, Bryce, playing as Jericho Mole Drinker, the Ranger. Uh, Zenas, playing as Errol Derman, the Rogue Cleric. The Tabaxi Rogue Cleric. Tabaxi Rogue Cleric. The Kitty Rogue. Reginald's an orc. Jericho is the shifter. Yeah. Oh, also, I'm a ranger rogue now. Ranger rogue. So you did take your multi-class. Okay. Does anyone want to update us on what we did last week, or would you prefer I did it? You go for it. I'm going to leave that one squarely with you, because it's been a hot minute, man. Okay, you guys finished your long rest with uh, Damian Martikov or Davian Martikov at the Wizards of Wine winery. After successfully clearing his winery of all druids and other blights, uh, he tried to reward you and did reward you and offered you some extra rewards um, for uh, returning with another, with helping him with another thing. And the extra reward was some answers to possible questions you might have about the world and about a few things. Um, So you guys went up to Yester Hill where one of the magic stones that he uses to produce the wine for the winery, or to grow the grapes for the wine, um, one of his magic stones that grows those vines and allows them to grow, was stolen and taken to a place called Yester Hill, where the evil druids uh, were. You guys went up there, noticed a large um, effigy, a large statue made of wood uh, coming out of the ground, and uh, with some graves around it, you said, hmm, that looks important. So you approached it. Upon approaching it, the graves opened up, uh, and several berserker, berserkers and several druids of, of a tribal nature that were evil came out, uh, and they began to attack you. It was then that Strahd von Zarovich himself showed up to observe the melee. Uh, this seemed to give the druids cause to begin to worship and chant around the statue. You do not know what they were attempting to do, but they were attempting to do something because if they weren't being struck by you they were chanting around the statue Uh, but it matters not because the statue was the Reginald was able to knock the feet out from under the statue Derman was able to light it on fire at several points and at least burn it some and the statue fell over and inside the statue Derman found the very stone the glowing green magic stone that they were looking for as um, big green rock in the inventory. Big green rock, um, and one further thing is that Reginald was called to from beyond life uh, and drawn to a spear that was hidden in one of the graves during the battle as well. Um, Strad von Zarvich. Strad von Zarvich fired a fireball um, at the general area and killed several of the druids that were trying to worship him. Uh, but all enemy combatants have been destroyed, and Strahd von Zarovich claimed that he was going to, to find Irina Kolyana, uh, the lady whom you took to Velaki for her safety, uh, and he left the area. So you guys are now alone, seemingly, uh, on Yester Hill with a slightly burning statue of Strahd von Zarovich that was 50 feet tall laying across the top of the hill. Um, and then slightly above you, I guess you're not quite at the peak, at the very peak of the hill in the back, uh, the Gulthias tree uh, stands with a small stand of trees around it, looming. 
little looming tree. So, all right, what time of day are we in? It is, at this point, a little after midday, I believe. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. And I'm trying to get the note straight on my, you said it was the blood spear? Um, let me go back to my appendix. Okay, I'm just making sure that I've got the mechanics down. It's just a regular spear, but drain life from enemies, 2d6 when the enemy is destroyed. Um, again, let me consult my index because I do not fully remember. All good. Can you hear Mia barking? Yeah. I cannot. No. Okay. Uh, it was the blood spear, correct? Okay. Let's see. When you hit with a melee attack using this magic spear and reduce the target to zero hit points, you gain two d6 temporary hit points. Um. Yeah, I guess that's okay. it. Other than that, it's just regular spear, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Make sure I got down the right. Noise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. so it is now time for you guys to play the game. Let's I, do this. Hey, we was uh, we were supposed to be protecting the uh, arena, right? She's she's back in the and she's back in the town. I mean, didn't Henry Strong fella just say he was he was heading that way to go and get her? Yes, I suppose. She's supposed to be completely safe in that town. I don't think Strahd can get to her as easy as he makes it sound. You really think so? Well, I agree. That is the reason we took her there. We are... We do need to return anyway to get her payment, but we shouldn't rush back to the point that we are unprepared if he is there. Perhaps we should yeah. go back, get our cart, get any payment we might receive for retrieving the glowing rock of winemaking and continue on our way. Yeah, uh, perhaps we should do that while we're here. If there's anything to understand about it, we should probably know. I didn't the um German that, that magical switch there you got, didn't that come off of the uh, the same Goliath tree? Supposedly, which is mostly why I'm curious about it. Also, if I can burn down that tree, I might be able to stop the twig bites from coming back. That's you, one more wall on our side, wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you agree? Hey? And then we could sell the useless stick as if it weren't useless. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Reginald in the back of his mind is just like, okay. <laughs> So you, he wants to, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm agreeing with you that it, it'll make our job a lot easier, but I mean, it, aren't these, you know, a, an actual living being, we're just going to wipe them out like that. But this is controlled by the druids who seem to worship Strahd. And you do make a compelling argument there, um... I'm kind of like looking over my shoulder at the, at the big old tree. And we, we, maybe we take just take a few moments to take a look at it, you know? 
No need to stand around here jawing about it. Let's go on and get over there. Let's do it. I head I'm on the way. Okay. Are you I all kind of earl from my chair? Kind of squeaky. Kind of squeaky. Um, let's squeak. let me find the chapter. Squeak squack. Squeakity whack. All right. At the south end of the hilltop, where you're heading, uh, it's a sickly copse. C O P S E. Is that what we're thinking about? Yep. Tree cut down a tree, and it grows back a bunch of little trees. Yeah. So the south end of the hilltop is a sickly copse, a grove of dead trees and shrubs with a huge, misshapen trunk at its core. Blood oozes like sap from its twisted trunk. Skulking around the tree are several gangly humanoid creatures covered with needles. But as you approach the tree, um, wielding the Gulthias staff as he does, Derman, correct? Yep. Uh, just having the Gulthias there in the vicinity of your party, uh, the the blights that you have come to see, the needle blights, there are a couple of vine blights wandering around, and even as you walk past, you couldn't see them as you walked up, but as you did walk up, you could see the ground begin to move, and then a few twig blights stood up as well, and it's almost like they looked like they wanted to attack you, but noticing that the staff was in the hand of Derman, or at least on his back, being carried however it was, um, the the party is is able to travel un unscathed to the trunk of the Gulthias tree. Nice. I want to kind of whisper to these fellas, not trying to draw any extra attention by you. You think this is a good idea, fellas? It is an idea. I wouldn't necessarily call it good. I want to roll perception to see what I could possibly see. Okay. Demon's the one with the stick, so I think it's a great idea. At 20, baby. Nice. The Dang tree is, of course, the Gulthias tree. Sorry, everybody ro- rolling? Huh? Is everybody oh, rolling? Good. Oh, my bad. That's a four. Plus four is eight. Okay, so Dermon sees most of this, is able to discern most of these things. The tree is the Gulthias tree, um, the roots of which extend deep. Uh, you can tell it's just the this tree seems full of life and as well you can tell that the 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 pieces of roots and and plants that were coming up to form that statue earlier were are part of this tree in some way um you see all the vine blights and the needle blights hanging around um let's see what else do you see uh what you see directly in front of you is that embedded in a tree is a shiny battle axe and beneath which uh, lies a humanoid skeleton. Mm. Nice. It seems that the human skeleton was killed, possibly by the Blights, uh, whilst he was trying to chop down the Gulthias tree. Whilst he wasn't a skeleton also? He was not a skeleton whilst he was chopping down the tree. Whilst he was. Whilst, whilst, whilst. I want to uh, investigate him, corpse. Okay, investigate his corpse. Okay, hang on, just one second. Okay. While he's investigating, um, I'm all for a goaded nature, but uh, you know what? Whatever you decide, I'm right there with you. But uh, 
I've got to say, I've got reservations about all this. Harold and he's kind of weird. Just watched them all around like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. You rolled. Let me tell you that uh, the dead adventurer's tattered leather armor doesn't seem to be salvageable. Uh, but the axe embedded into the tree does seem to give off a, a bit of a magical aura. It seems to be uh, to almost hum with the with the way that I have described in the past magical items tend to do. I grab a fit. Okay. With my kitty claws. All right. You are able to pull the battle axe out of the trunk of the tree, um, and you can tell, yes, this definitely is a magical battle axe its handle is carved with leaves and vines and the weapon actually you as you lift it Dermon, you can tell that this weapon really weighs like half as much as a, a normal a battle axe might nope uh, that's swanky yes this is quite a nice surprise i suppose i want to say that in character i, I swanky right there <laughs> Feels pretty good to hold, honestly. Feels light for some reason. Lighter than I imagined, now that I have much experience or expertise with these types of things. They seem crazy. They, I, I want to kind of like glance around, like, are the blights doing anything based upon this this action? The axe? The the Dwight's are not afraid of the the staff. The the Blights do not seem to be running in fear of the staff. The staff that you have, the Golthias staff, seems that they stay out. Stay if you can tell how a Blight is thinking, they seem to be staying away from it out of reverence. When you pull away the battle axe, the battle axe they seem to shy away from out of fear. They seem to be a little bit uh, trepidatious of this this particular battle axe. Nice. That is interesting. Oh, um, you know, you got you got your shiny there. Um, you think we we still need to um, off the tree? No, I don't know. That depends. Do you think the twig blights themselves are evil, or do you think they are being used by evil people? I believe they're just getting used. I mean, they don't seem to. Uh, they don't seem too angry to me. This tree seems pretty evil, and they all originate from the tree. The yeah. tree does leak blood. I was about to say, reminder, the tree does leak blood. <laughs> okay, that's a compelling argument right there. Um, you so, know what? I I'm with you, fellas. Whatever you decide, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I'm going to strike this tree with this axe, and I want to see what happens. Okay. You have my full support. I'm going to take a couple steps. I want back. to take, yeah, I want to take like the one big exaggerated step right back. All right. <laughs> I strike at the tree with a mighty eight to hit. All right. Woo! Your proficiency with a battle axe does not seem to lend itself to being able to break the very tough outer bark of this tree. Uh, it doesn't bounce off as if you're hitting steel, but the, the bark is tough and it may require a better hit to open it up. Does the, the axe do anything when I strike it? Not strike on this, not on, with that roll, no. <laughs> I roll again then. So you swing once more. 
15. A 15. You do break open the outer, the tree's outer flesh. Uh, and it seems as though whatever, it seems as though your axe buried itself deeper into the side of the tree than the weight you put behind it. It seems as though this axe may have some sort of extra damage it deals uh, to trees or plants, at least to this tree. Um, so whenever you roll damage for this axe, uh, if you are hitting a plant, I'm going to say you've done enough investigating with this axe to understand what it does as a magical weapon. Uh, this axe uh, does an extra 1d8 slashing damage to its targets when it hits. Nice. Or no, if they're plants. Excuse me. If the target is a plant. Or a plant creature. That's still kind of cool, though. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Nice. If you were currently in a, in a, you know, a big fight with blights, it would definitely be a cool thing to pick up. But That's true. That's true. It's a shame, so, then, that <laughs> we have a twig. Yeah, Reginald is kind of like looking around, kind of eyeballing the the blight, seeing what's going on. Do I need to roll a perception there? Um, no, they just they're kind of still hanging out. They're just they are not approaching the staff that is wielded by Derman, nor are they approaching that same battle axe which is also wielding him. You seem you seem to be protected more so by the staff than by the battle axe, but they do kind of cringe when they look at the battle axe hitting that tree. Let me tell you, man. If Dermon were a lesser man, he might get a bit arrogant. He's got this axe that they're afraid of, and he's got this twig <laughs> that they revere. Oh, that could really go to his head, you know? <laughs> it could. You could just you could just walk. I mean, really, based on your evidence, you could just walk up to each one and chop it till it dies, and they can't do anything about it. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna do that. So, how do you think we should kill this tree? This axe seems to do more damage than. I suspect a normal wood would. Hey, well, you could keep yeah. on swinging the axe, or you could bring it down. It's up I to mean, you. There's, there's an, any number of ways in which one could destroy a, a tree or a tree-like creature, but uh, honestly, I, I think that the axe is probably going to be the, the best way in this case. I mean, they, they're not... Uh, they don't, they don't seem to be making any advances here. Okay. Reginald, would you like to take a few swings? Well, uh, yeah, I, I, I suppose I could I could demonstrate a few swings here for you. I, I reach for the axe. I give it to him. Okay. With a firm chop to the arm. I'm just kidding. Yes, All right. Um, what am I rolling here? Hey, can, while they're doing this, can I go search through, like, look and see if there's anything in those other obelisk things around the perimeter? Um, obelisk, what are they called? Cairns. Yeah, the cairns. cairns. Yeah, you can do that if you want. Okay. All right, so I'm just rolling um, strength plus proficiency. Um. Yeah, roll it up. Alright, it's a uh, 22. You'll definitely hit the tree. Woo! Alright. Um, and that is a 19 on the damage. Did you roll the extra d8? Oh, there is a d8. No, Because it's not. a plant. Got it! Alright, oh, that's, <laughs> that, well, that's a 1, so. Okay, so. 20 damage. So 20 damage. All right. Do you, are you going to chop till you're done? 
I'm just uh, I'm I'm making that one hesitant swing right now. Okay. How big is the tree? I mean, it's a big, thick tree. Like it's no redwood, but it's it's imagine you know. At this point, if you look in the Discord, there's a picture from the Witcher of Geralt riding up to a giant oak tree with a bunch of people hanging off of it. Imagine you're yeah. a small Geralt and that tree is just a little bit bigger, like it's a big boy tree. So, having hit the tree and done a good deal of damage, more yeah. than I'm used to doing, I kind of get that. Red, Reginald kind of gets that, that little twinkle to the eye. Okay. I want to swing at it again. Hey, so if you're going to swing at it again, let's say the first thing that happens when you swing at it this time, like you bury that axe way deep, you just take a big old chunk out of it, of it out, blood squirts back at you, you know, the both of you are spritzed with blood as this tree is chopped and, you know, splats out. Um, if you're going to chop it again, I'm going to say you learned how to chop the tree in the first one. I'm just going to say that every time you <laughs> chop the tree now, you're going to do 20 damage to it. So okay. each time you do, a big old hunk comes out. That's why I'm asking would you continue chopping till the tree came down? Yeah, just trying to RP it. Basically, like, he's he's unfazed by the blood and everything. Yeah. He's just like, well, he was hesitant about it. Now he's kind of taking that one swing. It's like, okay, okay. take another and another and another, building up some momentum <clears throat> here. So you chop, chop, chop. Twelve times you chop. Uh, and the tree is almost about to fall over. On the 13th, you crack, you crack through it. Uh, you've taken a big hunk out of the side, and the tree... <sighs> falls down into the copse of other dead things around it. You have cut down the Golthias tree. And not unlike, uh, this is my own flair that I'm adding, not unlike Old Faithful, but, you know, divided by ten times, so not a huge geyser, but out of the trunk of the tree, up into the air, a fountain of red blood shoots and rains back down on your heads. Um, and as it does, and you turn around towards all the twig blights and the blights, the vine blights and the needle blights around you, they, along with the tree, topple over and dissolve into the ground, becoming just the plant material that they were so evilly made out of. Oh, good job, Reginald. I want to, like, you know, arm around the shoulder, like, buddy scene kind of thing, you know? Um, you know, I, I'm kind of glad you talked me into it now. It, it seemed like the right thing to do. <laughs> Yes, I agree. I'm glad you had fun. And I'll tell you what, as an extra bonus, you can have that axe. Ooh, 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 do you mean it? Yes. Consider it a gift. Well, yeah, well and you know, you got the, you got the blight switch now, too, although I don't, I don't really know how effective it'll be. Mm, probably not too effective, but, you know, it never hurts to try. Cut to... Well, an admirable gift. Cut to, you got a friend in me. <laughs> you yep, got... Walk it off into the sunset. Geyser of blood in the background. Yeah, so I pictured that ex that very polite exchange between the two of you happened as it, like, both of you wiped off your faces. Like, the rest of your head is covered in blood, but you just have, like, your faces uncovered at this point, <laughs> speaking to one another. Um... <laughs> So yeah, the you now stand in a copse of dead trees and shrubs, um, with a bunch of plant material laying around you, uh, and uh, an axe has been exchanged. Uh, Jericho, what have you been up to for the last thirteen axe swings? 
I walked up to the nearest cairn and investigated it. See if there was anything stored inside, much like the Spear of Destiny. Okay. No Spear of Destiny. You, you did have to walk a, a pretty good ways. You came you came out of the uh, out of the path back to the north of where you went, and then you just made a, a turn and headed west. And heading west, you found the first cairn. You looked in, um, and what you found, chief of all things, uh, was... Um, what did you find in them? Uh, mostly moldy bones of the ancient tribe of berserkers that once lived here in the mountains. You can tell that these are bones of the large people that tried to murder you earlier. Nice. But not seeing much of value and not seeing really where you would look to find anything of much value, you, you look up. Um, and looking west... As you look west into the curtain of fog, you can see a white fortress on a hill above a great city. The city appears to be quite distant, distant maybe a mile away. Uh, the fog obscures all detail, uh, but you can hear what sounds like the echo of a church bell. Uh, can I uh, note this on the map? I would per I would roll as I would I would roll a um, you know. Do your fists on your eyes check before you put it on your map. Okay. Uh, then investigation, perception. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe Arcana. I don't know. That is. Hang on. I got a expertise thing, and I know it shows perception, so I know it's increased. Also, it should be noted for listeners that between the last battle and now. Uh, we did some investigating on Curse of Strahd and how best to play it. Uh, we learned that we were playing it the wrong way in that there, we only have three party members. The average D&D party member, party, member uh, party number is around Sorry. five. So we're missing two from the average. So I went ahead and gave them two levels to try to make up for some lost time. So they're now level six. Extra sturdy. Yeah. I rolled a 14. You rolled a 14. So as you look into the fog, you the longer you stare at the city, it's like the harder it becomes to focus on it uh, until eventually you blink and it's almost like the city blows away and then you blink again and it's back. Um, uh, so it looks it looks more like a, a vision. It looks like something that's, that's floating out there in the fog more than it is actually a destination because you're looking out into this western fog and it reminds you of the eastern fog that you came out of that was so dense you could almost not see into it at all. Almost as if it encloses this whole town, this whole um, area, region that you're in. It looks more like an apparition than it does of actual destination. Okay. Uh, I will make note of it. Cool. And let boys know. And how did you describe it? Like a white fortress? It is a white fortress on a hill above a great city. The city appears quite distant. Soon we will be knowledgeable okay. of this. Soon. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna sprint back to the boys. Okay, go ahead for it. By the time you get back, what I described happening to them has happened. Okay. Hey, Jericho, we chopped down the tree. Excellent. Well done. So, 
we can be on our way then. Oh, oh yeah, we got we got to get back. I, yeah, I, I forgot all about it. Your bloodthirsty uh, tree chopping has slowed us down a bit. But before we get back, uh, let's take a little detour to where I was just uh, grave robbing. Um, <laughs> there's uh, there's something out in the mist, or possibly out in the mist. It could be just my eyes playing tricks on me, but it looks like a fortress out there. A fortress and a large city or town or something. I don't know if it's a way out of the fog or if it's a trap or what. But it's on the way. I, I, I gotta I got say, I, I don't know if I fully trust this um, foggy, misty stuff around here. Are you, are you sure? No, not at all. No, I think it's at least worth a look. Even if it doesn't turn up anything right now, we can still mark it down for later. I'm scratching the top of my head with the side of the axe. I haven't got a map that extends that far because we're sort of on the edge of our map. But okay, let's get through it. I, I think um, it'll all be revealed in time if uh, if it is something a bit substantial. Um, maybe uh, maybe it's time we maybe it's time we best be getting back. All right. So I'm gonna start walking towards that Karen I was at. Okay. I follow him. You all arrive. Where is this vision? Reginald, if you don't mind, right. and Dermon, would you please roll perception checkers? Sure. I do not mind. 27. 17. Okay. Um, at this point, you all uh, see this hazy this hazy vision of a of a white fortress on a hill above a great city. It appears to be quite distant. Now that, it's, it's hard to argue with that. But you also experience the same sensation that Jericho experienced, that the, the, the harder you try to focus on it, the almost more unattainable it becomes. Interesting. So, uh, Jericho, if you want that, I mean, that's up to you when it comes to your map. If you want to kind of mark like a question mark out way out there on your map, you're welcome to do so. If not, you don't have to. Yeah, I'm going to put a little arrow with a question mark pointing off into the distance. Okay. Good idea. Hey, uh, fellas, you don't think this coincides with any of the fortune tellings that we got, do you? It's possible. To be honest, I don't fully remember them. Uh, be honest, um, I, I'm only getting a second-hand account of these things. I've got them written down. Uh, the first card she drew was the card of the Master. It says, this card tells of history. Knowledge of the ancient will help you better under... Yeah, that's tiny. Understand your enemy. Oh, understand your enemy. You will find what you seek in the castle amid the ruins of a place of supplication. I'm not a learned man of great knowledge. I don't know what supplication means, but that does look like sort of a mystical place, and that certainly looks like a castle, but we've also got a castle right down the road where an evil uh, villainous vampire lives. Well, either way, fellas, um, 
you know, ain't one of them. You know, they're, they're not here. Those are there. But I think, um, I think we got more pressing matters at hand right now. Fair enough. I've got it marked on the map. We'll go and find out what's going on with the princess, our payment, and Strahd. Keith, yep. I, I may have missed it, but is there, like, something I can roll to determine if this is just, like, if it's, like, magical in nature or, like, like a wisdom save if it's, like, an illusion or something? Um, I think at this point, based on what's going on there, your perception, your, your, your hazy perception roll will do. You rolled a 27, like, you know, you, you, you've taken these levels, like, you know, you can trust your eyes. You rolled a 27, you know that you're, you can trust that your, your look, whatever you see to evaluate and try as you might, you can't focus on this. It looks to you like it may not be real. It might be a hate, something hazy. It at least looks off. Um, and untrustworthy. Cool. And Reginald is—he's—he's—he's he's a, he's a man of of doing things. He's not a man of like great forethought. So <laughs> I think that's just that is just true to character for him. It's, Reginald you know, is it, a man it, of it, three thought. thought. Right. <laughs> not not a man of forethought. Three more like two point seven thought. <laughs> oh, is it possible Lizzie's pregnant? I came up with that joke. Is it possible that that was a dad joke? <laughs> I kid. I kid. Um, I don't know. I don't have the power to forethought this. Me neither. It is a. It is a much more accurate pregnancy test. <laughs> far when the far dad more accurate. Dad Ooh. joke powers. All right. What do you do next? Saunter off um, farm. I want to shamble. Can I shamble? You may shamble. All right. I shambled in that direction. Which direction? Well, we're going back towards the vineyard, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just wondering. Jeez. Is that everybody's? Is that what everybody wants to do? Yep. I think so. I mean, I think we pretty well knocked this one out of the yeah. park up here on top of the hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you sure did. You sure did, fireball beneficiaries, <laughs> knock this one out of the park. I kid, right. I kid. Um, so several hours, several hours later, you guys are walking back down the center aisle of the vines of the Wizards of Wines winery. Um, and it is growing quite dark. You arrive as the sun is, is de-revealing itself for the evening. Uh, it is in the PM hours somewhere between probably seven and nine, your best guess. Uh, and you return to the Wizards of Wines winery, bearing the glowing green rock that you can only imagine is the one that Davy and Martikov uh, wished that you would go get. And you return with it into the winery. Um, you guys actually walk inside, and if I can remember what the winery looks like, um, I will try to and by remember, if I can flip to the correct page, that shows me what while the winery looks like. Pages. If you'll remember... While you're searching through pages. Go ahead. Do what? I was going to say, while you're searching through pages, I was just going to comment to the fellas. Go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, you know, I think the travel was a lot easier without all the uh, worry about all the lights. I don't think we might have made the right decision back there. I think so too. 
You did a good job chopping down that tree. I sure did, didn't I? Hey, uh, fellas, y'all didn't happen to make note of where they said the other wine stones were, did you? One belongs to that old hag with the crows, and the other one is somewhere else, I forget. Yeah, the oh. champagne doodlish stuff or whatever it was in. That one was taken some time ago, if I remember right. All right, just so long as you guys remember we could possibly be, we can keep an eye out on them, uh, eye out for them whenever we're searching further things. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so you guys find Davian Martikov and most of his family, uh, except the children, uh, sitting in the kitchen in the upstairs kitchen. You guys walk in the front door. Uh, instead of going in through the place where your cart, where the cart was, you guys head up onto the front porch, open the door, and up the spiral staircase to where you know the kitchen is, assuming that that's probably where people gather about this night. And it looks as though Davian Martikov and his family, uh, Adrian, Elvir, Stefania, and Dag, are finishing their meal uh, this evening. Each of them still wearing their kind of leather rain gear, since it does rain frequently. Um, each of them looking as though they've had, you know, a bit of a long day, uh, as you guys walk into their kitchen. Well, it seems you have returned, all three of you in one piece. Welcome back. Hello. Oh, thank you. Uh, we didn't really expect to get back. What, uh, whatever could you mean by that? It was, uh... It was it was quite a hassle to get this little rock of yours. Ah! There was more people than we could ever expect to deal with. You have returned the stone. I feared you may have returned with only your lives, but it seems as though you, Dermon, are carrying the stone for which you left. Yes, I have a giant green rock, and I'm glad to know it's the right one. He stands up. Uh, the rest of the his children, you know, they're they're all adults. Some of them a little bit older, like you know, middle aged down to probably late twenties. Um, he seemed good. I'm gonna look over at uh Reginald. Did he say only return with our lives? As if it's not important. I I really think he did. I mean, I I can understand his I can understand his perspective, but it's a little concerning. Let's see if I'll do anything out of the kindness of my heart again. All right, proceed with your praise and grumbling. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. I, uh, I had feared that it was possible you would have taken your reward for clearing the winery of the druid scum uh, and gone about your merry way, or at least as merry as you can be in Barovia. Uh, but it, at all. it seems you are correct, my, my, my new friend, but it seems as though you have brought back that which we requested. Uh, you have earned... Our trust. Uh, and he turns around to his family and all of his kids are, are kind of quietly nodding as if that you, you have earned the trust of a, a, a tight group of people. As he no, takes the stone from your possession, Dermot. I give it to him happily. Wonderful. Sweet. Hey, not to be a bother, so, but do um, you, you suppose we could uh, have our cart ready here for too long? We really ought to be getting back, you see. You intend to leave this evening? Yeah, as, as quickly as possible. It 
the stroke fella, he was out there. He said he was going back to uh, to toward town. So we, we, you know, somebody over there. We want to make sure that he's all right. You know, which town? Which you you uh, first? When did Strahd say this? You have encountered Strahd since this morning. Yes, he was at the the Druid's Grove or whatever it's called, Yesterhill. Yeah. There's only two reasons I know of that Strahd goes to Yester Hill. Either he came to bless their ritual, which undoubtedly would have meant you would never have returned, or he came to stare off into the mist uh, to the west there as he sometimes does. So I imagine he just came to... It was, uh, uh, how, how did you escape him? How, uh, t- t- tell me. I, that, I assume he would have you... You know, burned where you stood. Well, you know, we we're quite intimidating when we really when we really apply ourselves. He left. Well, yeah, he did that too, but we were still intimidating. Strahd loves to play yeah. with his food. You said he stares off into the mist to the west. Is there anything out there that he'd be searching for? Uh, it is said that if you look at just the right time. Or in just the right way, you can see a vision of his ancestral home. Um, but I can assure you that any any attempts to travel to it through the mist only leads to despair, or if you're gone long enough, death. Uh, there's nothing out there. There's nothing out there for Strahd or the rest of us. I see. Do you think perhaps there's a way to make it through? The Have fog? You... Have you known anyone crazy enough to try? I can tell you who I've known. I have known people of Barovia, and I have known people like you who are from the outside, who have never who have never returned to the outside. There is only one way that I know of to escape this mist and the hell that we call home in Barovia, and that is to kill the Devil Strahd. Well, now, if nobody's ever killed him, then how do you know this for sure? Because no one has ever left. You make a strong argument, sir. I think it's time we told you some truths. You have earned our trust. Uh, And as we sit here and talk about the devil that has destroyed our land, I feel as though we are bound because of your help to do our best to help you and because of that we owe you some truths you see we are not just a kindly family uh, who make wine for our living we are the order of the feather <laughs> hold up there's something of the feather I say with a questioning tone. Uh, no, hold on. <laughs> we are the keepers of the feather. Uh, we are. I'm not uh, sure about that this time. Is yes. it just the one feather? <laughs> some of them, some of his children roll their eyes like he, your dad's old and he can't remember what we're called. Uh, no, that's unca- non canon. He said it right. Um, we are the keepers of the feather and we are called that because we are a family of were ravens bite me what 
<laughs> no, that is not in character, but okay. I knew it. We are a family of were ravens, and I, being the patriarch, are in charge of our mission to do whatever we can to it to at least slow the suffering caused by the devil strad. We are diametrically opposed to his rule, and it is our goal at least to find a way to stop him one day, and as you can tell, I'm an old man, and we have not found a way yet. Now, just to be certain, you are an older gentleman what grows feathers on occasion, and you are amongst the vines, right? Well, this is a vinery, and yes, I am an old man who can transform into a raven. And then he looks back at all of it. He looks back at his family, uh, Adrian and Elvir and Stefania and Dag. Um, and Dag is actually an in-law. Stefania is his adult daughter, and Dag is 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 her husband. Um, and he looks at them and and like gives them a nod, and all of them instantly transform into ravens before your very eyes as they sit on their chairs. And he flutters in front of you, and then again he he uh, looks at you from his raveny eyes and. Phew, turns back into himself and he says yes we have occasion to turn into feathered ones at times I want to lean over to Jericho and like nudge in the ribs I think this is the one you was looking for uh, yeah uh, I, I, Jericho's kind of looking around like he's a shifter so he understands the ability of changing one's form, mm -hmm. but it is still strange to see other people do it. Uh, excuse me, um, sir, would you describe yourself as possibly having one more fight left in you? Uh, that sounds vaguely specific, but I can assure you if if I were put face to face with the Devil Strahd and we knew there was a way to win, I would gladly take one more fight to bring him down. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Excellent. Fellas, if we could... Yes, what I'm is like it? bouncing up and down. I'm like bouncing up and down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing Reginald here. Shut your trap before you scare him off. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, but yeah, if we'd all like to go home. We all want to get out of this terrible, dark, dingy place. So, if we could count on your assistance in, you know, removing the head of the devil, then that would be much appreciated, and we will do everything we can to find a way to chop his head off. I will tell you this. You have earned my trust, and you have earned, you have earned my help in battle, should the chance come. But I cannot go along willy-nilly fighting alongside you for the chance that possibly we could kill the Devil Strahd. Because if we fail and I die, then I do not get to spend any more time with my family here. But if we win, of course, uh, the curse will be broken and maybe it's possible that all of us could leave this place. So, of course. if you can come to me and assure me that there is a chance we can have victory over the blight of straw that plagues our land, I will gladly pick up my sword and fight with you on that final battle. I assure you we will hopefully find a way. 
and we will come to you first. You can help us figure out a plan. Absolutely. I think it will be a good idea. Now, I'm going to hold out my hand for a good old shaking. All right. If the man... He reaches his hand out, and then he, he almost shakes your hand. And then he pulls it back. And he says... I may... How about, you know, and he pushes his hand back and shakes your hand again. He says, no, you have earned, you have earned your trust. My next request is only, is only that of a friend uh, to new friends. Uh, if Strahd said he was headed back to Velaki for Irina, whom you dropped off there, I feel you have no need to worry that he will actually go. Uh, Velaki is well fortified and Strahd has not attacked there for, for a, for a good long while. If you would still worry... Uh, and want to rush back to Velaki, that is, of course, up to you. Uh, I will, I will send some some of our uh, some of our members of the uh, the order uh, to deliver the wine to Erwin, so you need not worry about delivering wine. I do have need of the final stone, though. I do not know if I, any of you are willing to help us retrieve the final stone from the Hag Babalisaga, but. If you do, I can offer at least one of our one of our rare rare raven folk uh, to join you on your journey and and uh, and and battle alongside you, uh, as well as if you will do this for me, I can make sure that any time you are in grave danger, there will always be a raven there to help pick you up. I that would be indeed quite helpful. Have a question. Uh, yes. Absolutely. Nerd, Anything. Like, this whole time, he's been kind of, like, staring in a very, like, odd, not necessarily creepy, but odd way at these people. Yeah. That's, that's creepy. <laughs> you don't get a choice. <laughs> um, how did you come by this... <sighs> Whatever you would call it. Lycanthropic situation. I suppose uh, our ancestors uh, were were beaten or were had the lycanthropy passed along to them in some way many hundreds of years ago. Uh, and it has become a, I suppose, a family tradition not only to be a were-raven but to also to to use these powers to fight Strahd, and while lycanthropy at times can be a curse, uh, also it can be a blessing uh, when you need to fly or uh, blend in with the surroundings. It has been a valuable tool in keeping us alive as Strahd uh, desires to have us killed. Another question. Absolutely. Would you be willing to pass along this situation to an outsider are you asking if I would make you a were raven like we are yes uh, it would be a tradition that is not passed along freely you have done well to earn our trust but you have not done quite enough to earn entrance into our family uh, and everyone here in Barovia that is a were raven uh, is family to us how about this? 
If you help me retrieve the stone from Babelisaga, and if we all survive, or at least if you survive and I survive, or someone survives to make you aware, even I can assure you, <laughs> if the green stone is returned to the winery, we will pass along the raven lycanthropy to you. That sounds like a deal. Reginald is like in the back behind these two fellas. Like it's like the kid in the back of the classroom who's like, he's got the answer. It's like, <laughs> it's yeah. He is he is all adventure hype. Okay. What about you, Jericho? Doesn't seem like there's a lot in this bargain for you if we go get the stone. I just want to go home personally. If you could scrape together some more money, that'd be great. I can turn into enough animals as it is. Uh, being able to fly would be nice, but I don't quite know all the drawbacks of being a bird person, so we'd have to discuss some more of that before I agreed to anything of that nature. I will not I, I will not make you aware, Raven, unless you desire to be. Uh, but if we are able to return the... The the stone that would help us uh, make our middle line, middle of the line march or uh, wine, uh, we have the purple grape marsh left. We we have the one other uh, that we can make with the other stone. We will be back to full capacity, which we have not been for a while. Uh, there will be more coin in it as well. There certainly will be a monetary reward uh, for the completion of this adventurous quest. As he raises his eye, his old eyes to Reginald bouncing up and down. Yeah, adventure is its own reward. You know, Jericho, I mean, I, I think we could, uh, I, I think we could agree to, Reginald, to take on go this on. undertaking. I'm just, I'm just saying, it's an adventure. It's just, you know, making me not right. just bouncing around like that. But an adventure. Oh, I'm, I like pacing around in the background. <laughs> like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Yeah. I'm going to take out the map and presented to the dude. Could you uh, point me in the direction of this uh, Baba the, the Hagger? Her name is Baba Lisaga. And I feel that before we send you on your way, there are a few things you should know. The chief of which is that she is the most powerful hag that uh, inhabits these gravelands. Uh, she is filled with evil. Uh, and her swamp, if you let it, it will drag you down and never let you leave. But I will point to you to where the swamp is, and I will do you one better. I will send with you my son uh, to join you on this journey uh, to ensure that you will return uh, safely, or at least to help make sure that you return safely. Um, and his son, Elvir... That you can tell is his the youngest. He's definitely younger than Erwin, um, and he's definitely younger. Erwin is the one you met in at the Blue Water Inn, um, and he's definitely younger than Adrian, who's sitting at the opposite head of the table that uh, Davian was sitting in, the one facing you. Um, Elvir, he calls his Elvir. Uh, you're my youngest son, and you are the apple of my eye. You are a baby. But the, the time has come for you to help in the fight against the Devil's Rod. It's time for you to actually put your hand to the plow. 
will you accompany these adventurers, uh, these new friends of ours, on their journey to defeat Babala Saga, or at least get our stone back? What, Jericho? How old does this person appear to be? He looks like in his mid-twenties, mid to late-twenties. Oh, okay. Davian is an old man. Yeah, nope. Where I think you're waiting for a song. You want now? Keith asked his own character a question. Oh, yeah. yeah. Peter Reginald was talking. All right. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, hey, it's all, all well and good, but I mean, adventuring and, and all that kind of stuff, it could be kind of kind of dangerous i mean has he ever seen any action before as reginald is saying this um elvir stands up you know at attention towards his father uh he doesn't seem to notice reginald say anything in the background nor does davian turn and respond to reginald's thing this is the, the two of them are kind of having a moment uh and he says yes sir i will accompany our new friends and i will make sure that they return safely uh, and Davian, you know, gives his son a bow and thank you, my son. Uh, I suppose you all could get a start tomorrow. Elvir may be able to tell you a few, a few extra things about Babali Saga that we have learned from our different spies passing that way. Uh, and I will mark her location on the map so you can make any sort of extra plans you wish to. Uh, but we have finished dinner, uh, and we would like to offer you another stay in our house tonight. Um... Surely you do not wish to get on the road uh, into the darkness of the swamp in the middle of the night. Well, Reginald, then I don't want to say to me a bit, but... Reginald, what? Reginald's kind of got that thoughtful look, because he was all gung-ho about, we gotta go, we gotta go right now, but... You know, I, I suppose we could we could rest tonight. We you say, fellas? Yes, I think that would be good. I'm quite tired after today. The night usually suits me best, so if we could try and get to our location around nightfall, that'd be best for me. But we don't have to travel during the night. Very well, your tactics... Suppose we could do that? Yeah, yeah. Your tactics are your own. Elvir will assist you, uh, but he, but it's only through you, the, the tactics of the three of you together that we are able to have our winery back, so uh, of course Elvir will follow your lead. Isn't that right, Elvir? Yes, sir. I will follow. I will do whatever you say. I'm here to make sure you're safe and we get our stone back, um, and that you remain unharmed. I'm gonna put my hand on his shoulder. Okay. Elvia, let me tell you something. You can try your best to make sure we are unharmed, but we are particularly good at getting harmed, and we cannot speak for units. It, it, shut it, Damon. We cannot speak for your safety either. Um. He he puts his hand back on your shoulder, and he's a strapping he's a strapping lad for sure. Um, he puts his hand on your shoulder. Uh, his dark hair slicked back over his head. He does have a, a a fairly thick but still stubbly mustache and beard. Um, he's a strapping, healthy young man. He puts his hand on your shoulder. You can feel his strength, um, and he says, "Challenge accepted." I like this one. All right, I'm going to go get some rack time, and we will set out tomorrow afternoon. Wait, where is it again? Did you mark it down yet? Yeah, so if you'll check your map, um, the one that you can see, right? Yeah. Uh, I've got one pulled up 
that I'm actually writing things down on. Do you see a dotted line kind of right, a little left of center of the map, going down into a otherwise point unoccupied U. area? Yeah, point U. You see the U? Yeah. Yes. Point U is I where you're headed. Okay. Hello, Shiny. Um, and Davian and Elvir actually says, uh, this works out pretty well because if we leave tomorrow morning, we may arrive in the swamp by nightfall. Well, that's perfect, isn't it? Excellent. Works good for me. Yeah, Reginald has the big, like, ear-to-ear cheesy grin, like adventure's about to happen. Yeah. Um, and the Ooh. thing he says before you all separate and go to bed is... Uh, I just hope that Muriel is alright. And then you all part ways. He walks away from you and everybody leaves the kitchen. Does anybody know who Muriel is? The old lady with the dog. The old lady with the dog. Oh. I didn't expect a Curtis the Cowardly Dog joke on tonight's stream, but well done, Zenith. He slipped that one right in there. (laughs) I was thinking of Curtis the Cowardly Dog the whole time, and I still didn't catch it. (laughs) Good job, good job, good job. Yeah, I can't do it. say I've ever... Nicole here in a muriel. She's not a crazy lady with the dream pastries, is she? No, you guys no, have not I met don't. a muriel yet. Okay. Just to I let wasn't you... asking the deacon, but oh, sorry. Well, you know what? Maybe that'll be a good uh, traveling conversation for in the morning. Yes, I agree. I'm going to go to sleep. Good night. She all. Flops down to the floor. <laughs> 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 All right. right. Bedtime. We rest. (laughs) Tomorrow, adventure. Adventure. Okay, you guys. You guys take a full rest. Enjoy your. Enjoy the benefits of your full rest. Nice. I feel all juicy and healthy and whatnot. Enjoy those benefits. So, everybody feeling good? Yeah. Is everybody's desire for adventure adequately peaked? Oh yeah, Reginald is I'm... up early. He is like, he has sharpened his mace, and he has readied his shield and like yeah, the whole nine yards. Nice. He has sharpened his mace. He has blunted yes. his axe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it is. It's a fighter technique. Don't wait. Damage. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Who needs slashing damage? It's all coming together for old Reginald. Alright, so tomorrow morning you guys awake. You are offered the same breakfast that you were offered the previous morning. Um, I assume you guys politely partake. Uh, Elvir has a wagon loaded down. Actually, your wagon that you brought. He has your wagon loaded down, um, ready to roll into the wilderness uh the following morning you say your hellos to everyone davian will get gives you a hearty goodbye uh and thanks you again for the actions you are taking on behalf of his family and his kindness of ravens uh the other family members you know see you off the children are playing in the house and you guys hop on the wagon with old elvir ready to ride 
So long, Damien. And um, hang on, I got that. Thank you for the uh, for the adventure. You're qu quite welcome. We hope bring my son back in one piece. He's going to bring you back, so you bring him back. I will do my best to try. I make no promises myself. I mean, this is how adventurers work. Oh, I know. Absolutely. We know the risks. But I care not to lose a son. I don't know where Bryce went. Yeah, I don't know where Bryce went. Okay. Let's take a brief intermission while we wait for old Bryce as you guys get out on the road with Elvir. Elvir is at the reins. He knows the area. Uh, so he's going to start... Turns up two wheels. Yeah, he's going to start beating the reins on them horses and you guys get off and begin to travel. Yeah. Bryce, you're back? Yay. Yes, travel okay. time. Alright, so, we can travel. Like travel montage? Yeah, travel montage. Um, you guys are chatting, learning a few things. Um, you can speak to Elvir Blues. as you desire. Blues Brothers travel montage. Yeah. Bryce and practicing thieves can't back and forth. Nice. It's 106 miles to Baba La Saga. We got a full tank of gas. <laughs> Half a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> we want it to be dark. <laughs> and it's wearing, <laughs> we're wearing sunglasses. <laughs> I love that All right. movie. God, it's 106 miles to Chicago. All right. I want to go watch the Blues Brothers. I know, me too. I always want to watch the Blues Brothers. It's, it's we are assembled. Seat. Yep, we had technical difficulties again. We had another internet cutout, so if you're listening to the podcast, we had some problems. We had a cut. Hopefully you don't hear it, but maybe you do. Um, maybe there's a change in quality from what you've heard for the first hour and a half of your show and now. So who knows? Maybe, maybe it will actually sound good Twitch. now. Yeah, maybe so. Hopefully. Mm. Um, Josh, <laughs> did you try unplugging cool. your whatchamacallit? My what now? That's kind of personal, man. You're... Unplug. You said you were gonna try unplugging your computer to avoid the pops. I've been hearing pops. Oh, sorry. I'm down to nineteen percent, so I had to plug back in. Oh, I got you. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Um, hopefully, some of those will get cut out in post production. Uh, in the meantime, let us begin. Jericho, the last thing I heard you say was, "I'd like to talk to Elvir." Uh, what was? Oh, yeah, Muriel. Um, I don't remember where it cut off, so I'm going to start from the whole thing I was doing. That... I didn't hear you say anything about... I heard you say, I'd like to talk to Elvir. Oh, okay. And that's it. Well, Dermon and I were working on the Thieves Camp thing, because I've been trying to learn to be a rogue. So. Okay. At D Dermon, hang on, I'll, I'll have to look at this later. I'm kind of distracted right now, and all these weird symbols are just giving me a headache at this point. Um, Elvir. Uh, you mentioned something about someone named Muriel earlier, or yesterday, I suppose. Uh, yes. Yes, Muriel is a friend of our family's, uh, though she lives in Valaki. Uh, she does not live with us, but we consider her part of our kindness. I see. If she's in Valaki, she should be fine. Well, I'm not convinced she's in Valaki. Uh, she has a habit of coming 
a habit is probably not the right word for it. She, at times, will get together with my father uh, and plan trips out to the swamp. The, the ruins of the village of Berez is actually where we're going. Uh, and she will make a habit of times going out there to spy on Babelisaga uh, to see if we she cannot get any information about her or uh, anything we can use against Strahd. So I worry for her. Well, we're headed that way anyway. We'll keep an eye out for her, and we'll help her if we can. Very well. Uh, it is my honor to join you on this journey. Uh, it is my first... I won't say my first... It's not certainly the, won't be the first time I've killed or fought, but it is the first I have ever left home without the power of our group, I suppose is a good way to say it. Well, you'll find the power of this group very compelling. Just look at Reginald. I, cer- I certainly hope so. I hope Reginald is doing something adequately stupid right now. <laughs> I am beaming. I am like Captain Morganing on the front bench of this, this wagon, and I am absolutely He's beaming with pride and happiness. <laughs> One foot up on the horse's head. Right? I am. I am there. This is like... This is all about adventure, and I am in it. Like, up until now, all this was just a bunch of, like, okay, but now that the um, the prophecy thing started coming real, he's like, oh, my God, this is this is for real. Yeah. Um, Elvir goes on to say, and to be honest, I do not know much about where we are going. I know where Babelisaga lives in this ruin, the ruins of Berez in the swamp. Uh, but it is it has been a while since we've heard much from her. Uh, it is only fairly recently that she has decided to attack us and attack us and attack us incessantly, relentlessly, until she, finally she did steal the gem uh, from the from the vineyard. But I don't think that's her end goal. I think she wants to eradicate us. And uh, something... she is also a druid, or is uh... she like you? She's not a, she's, I do not think she is aware of anything, but she's more than a druid. She is an evil hag of a witch. She is powerful. Um, blessed by the Night Mother, I believe. It is, she, she will be a formidable foe if we do in, actually confront her. Oh, I see. Well, if you have any, uh, advice on it then feel free to point it out at any time we will do what we can and things usually turn out all right for us well for everyone but me very good i'm sure if we have chance to kill the hag we will figure it out as we as we take care of it excellent all right damon i'll take another crack at those symbols okay (laughs) all right so we um Night begins to fall. Uh, you guys travel all day. You recognize that you travel really almost all the way back to Velaki. It almost you have to travel almost all the way back there. You can even almost see the gates of Velaki in the distance when you make a right turn uh, and go down a pathway uh, and then onto a very rough, uh, seemingly at least at one time flooded road. Um, as you approach the ruins of the village of Berez, 
where you believe Babala Saga is living. So, you night is falling, it's getting dark, and you're approaching uh, the ruins of this area. The trail hugs the river for several miles. If you'll, if you can see the map that uh, Beard Marshall. Well, no, I'm calling everyone here knows that you're Bryce. Uh, no one else is in the Discord. If you're looking at the map in the Discord, um, there is a river. You see the dotted line that leads down to the village of Berez. Uh, that you on the map. There's a river that goes beside it. The trail hugs the river for several miles. The dirt and grass soon turn to marsh as the trail dissolves into spongy earth pockmarked with stands of trawl reeds and pools of stagnant water. A thick shroud of fog covers all. Scattered throughout the marsh are old peasant cottages, their walls covered with black mildew, their roofs mostly caved in. These decrepit dwellings seem to hunker down in the mire, as though they have long since given up on escaping the thick mud. Everywhere you look, black clouds of flies dart about, hungry for blood. The fog is much thinner on the far side of the river, where a light flashes amid a dark ring of standing stones. Mm. Significantly spooky. Yes. You're going... I'm just letting you know, you're headed into downtown Spooksville right now. Fellas, you can almost smell the adventure from here. Yeah, I think that's what the flies are after, too. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. They're adventure flies. Gotta be. (laughs) Uh, You said a ring of stones? A ring of stones, yes. Like War is raiding with a party of three. Thank you so much for the raid. War, I appreciate it. Thank you for being here. Join us while we record our D&D podcast. Go ahead. Ring of stones as in campfire ring of stones, or ring of stones as in, like, monolithic stones standing? Ring of stones more akin to Stonehenge than they are to a uh, fire pit. That's Could be a cool. really big fire pit. Huh? Could be a really big fire pit. I want to perception check it and see if it looks like anything funkalicious over there. Okay. I'm gonna... You guys are pretty far off from it at this point, but go ahead and roll it up. Okay, I can wait. It's oh, a 14. Right. Um, okay. Mine is exactly the number that Bryce got. Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. You mean 20? No, mine was a 14. Could have sworn we both got it. I just realized that my microphone was muted. I responded to you earlier, Bryce, and I was okay. like, oh, I didn't he didn't make any mention of it. That's weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Keith, you, you said there's light coming from the stones? The ring of stones? Uh, yes, if you guys are looking on to... Let me go ahead and knock that out oh, so people can I see what you're somehow. looking at. Um, so, yeah. You guys are coming on your pathway. Your pathway... Uh, is kind of traveling next to the river. And you guys are right up here at the edge of the uh, at the edge of the square. If that makes sense. As you're coming down on that black pathway or the brown pathway that I just drew. So you're at the intersection of that brown line and that black line with the river to your left. Um, across the river, yes, you can see 
exactly what all I said moments ago, but I'll say it again just so we remember. Uh, the fog is much thinner on the far side of the river where a light flashes amid a dark ring of standing stone. So when you look across the river, the, the fog is a much, much uh, lighter. Uh, you can see farther over there. And your perception check of 14 just reveals um, that, yes, these these uh, stones that you're looking at look like they would be 15 to 18 feet, 18 feet high. They seem to be weathered because you do have that dark vision. You can see a little bit better over there. Um, some of them lean inward, uh, like they seem a little bit dilapidated. Um, and you do see um, the light of what looks like a lantern over there. Thanks, Warren. I appreciate you doing alert. Enjoy it. Enjoy your supper. Um you see, you do see, uh, seem to see a lantern up there, and the lantern seems to be floating around about at, you know, chest height of something carrying it. Uh, how does this river look? Does it look crossable, or does it look like death? The river looks fairly crossable. It's kind of dotted with a few uh, sandbars and things in it. Uh, it looks like it's much lower than it once was. Um, it doesn't seem to be Jericho, as you will say, added to your perception check. Uh, the river doesn't seem like it might be any more than 10 feet deep. But it is thick with fecal matter. Ugh. And Elvir, as you got, as he notices you look over there, Elvir also looks off to that, that, to that area, uh, and he stops the wagon, and he says, Ah, those are the, I have to assume that those are the stones I've heard about. Uh, it may be best if we leave the cart here so as not to alert anyone in the village. Alright. I'm gonna hop off the side of the cart. I do the same. Okay. Elvir does the same. Carefully climbing down from the cart. Okay. So, Elvir, tell me, do you think those stones are worth investigating? Uh, they are across the river, away from the dark fog, and we know. I know that this path leads to Berez, and I know that that is the, where we believe at least Babilisaga to be, and Muriel's reports seem to confirm it. Um, the fog is lighter over there, uh, and in general, in Barovia, it, the lighter the fog, the less the evil. So I have to imagine uh, that the stones may be a safer option than heading straight down this path. I cannot be sure. Um... It's up to you, of course. I'm no tactician. I'm here to follow follow your orders, but uh, if I had to guess, these stones might be a decent place to maybe even get a look at the village. Well, then I suppose I'm going for a swim. We're just going to swim across the river? Well, I mean, it's more turn of phrase than anything, but I suppose it wouldn't hurt to look for a bridge or some path, maybe. I tell you what, fellas, I'll, uh, I, I could do a little bit of the sneaky. Let me, let me see if I can look down the ways a little bit. Let me see if I can walk down at least a little bit, see if I can see some kind of bridge or structure. Okay. Roll a sneaky sneak. I'm going to roll that sneak. Uh, that is, well, it's a 13 to sneak. Okay. And it is a... It's a nine to percept. Okay, so you you're able to 
you know, remain pretty quiet. You don't go too far, but the fog, as you, the farther, the deeper you go over there, just seems to get heavier and heavier, and the haze of the humidity, and the, you know, the steamy, hot swamp that you're looking at, all the flies, uh, you can't see any sort of uh, crossing, or at least intentional crossing anywhere nearby. All right, I'm going to return back and report to the fellas. Um, didn't see nothing down there, but uh, the atmosphere seems ominously thick. Let's avoid mm. ominously thick atmosphere. I'm, I'm down for a swim. Let's try to be quiet, shall we? We've got some what? new skills out, don't you? And I want to roll stealth and then slip into the water. Okay, um, roll your stealth. Recall we, That's a 19. At least I do. I don't know if everybody else still has theirs, but I have a bottle of ball bearings and freezy moss. Ooh. Yeah. I do have freezy moss. I don't know if it's going to become a cube in the water or what. <laughs> like in Zelda. <laughs> hey, it's worth trying if you want. I'm not attempting to make it into a cube. I'm just saying that. Oh, the the magical glass that I gave you protects the in the the contents from destroying. You know, it's video gamey. Gotcha. Excellent. Reginald has like what? He has a spear and a battle axe and a mace. He's fine. He's got it tucked into his pocket. <laughs> Don't forget, I got a big ass shield. Yep, yeah, we got a few video game uh, mechanics going on. No oh, big yeah. deal at all. I've got a lit torch in my pack. Right. No, you don't have a lit torch. You do have to light those torches at least. Aww. At least let me have that. Um, so yeah, nothing happened. Is everybody going in the water? Uh, I'm going to slide in. I got a 19 to slide up in the water. Um, the water's not rushing or anything. I'm not going to make you to roll to be able to swim across. Uh, but if you want to do so quietly, I will make you roll. Yeah, that was my quietliness. Oh, okay. Gotcha. You're pretty quiet going across. What was yours, Derman? 19. You're also quite quiet. Uh, I guess I'll do that too. Quite quiet. What am I adding? Add that duty do. Add your duty. Do 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 do. Stealth is a plus 10, boy. I got a 19. Whoop, whoop. All right. So swimming across this swimming across this thing is about, uh, you know, really, one, two, three. It's about 150 yards to get across this river. It's pretty wide. Wow. Okay. Uh, but you guys are athletic adventurers. Uh, you're able to do so quietly. One person who doesn't do so quietly, actually, is Elvir. He tries to sneak, um, and he's not splashing and flopping around, but he's also not silently moving like a fish in the night, uh, either. Get into a bird and fly over. Oh, my God. No, you're right. Sorry. Can I, I'd like yeah, to retcon that. that. I'd like to retcon that, because that is what I thought about him doing earlier, but whenever you slip into the river, he I forgot that he was a were-raven. He definitely turns into a raven and flies over the river. I was saying oh, that was Okay. No, he did. Yeah, sorry. Recon, he definitely. Elvir is. Yeah, he definitely turns into a raven and flies over the river. That was a failure on the DM's part, not Elvir's part. 
turns into a raven and plunges into the river. (laughs) No, so as you guys go in, Elvira turns into a raven and flies across. uh, And as you guys make it to the bank, Jericho, are you trying to do so quietly? Huh? Yeah, I rolled 19, remember? Okay, sorry, I forgot. Everybody rolled a 19. Interesting. Um, You guys quietly make it across almost with silence. Uh, Elvira spends his time gagging the horses to make sure they don't speak. (laughs) (laughs) You just see nothing. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, He does fly across, and there is a black raven waiting for you as you hit the bank. And whenever you all get there, it turns into none other than Elvira Martikov. Wow. That seems useful. It can be. Pretty impressive. Uh, It's not particularly difficult once you get used to it, but it definitely has its uses for sure. Reginald's just kind of nodding like, can I see that? Are there any uh, drawbacks to it? Drawbacks. Um, Mostly whenever you... Once you learn to deal with it, uh, not... Not many, honestly. Uh, it, it affords us the ability to turn into a raven, uh, but as far as detrimental drawbacks, uh, I, there are stories of some of our ancestors going mad with the lycanthropy, but uh, we have spent long enough learning to master the art of uh, becoming a raven and, and going back and mastering this quote-unquote curse uh, that many call it, that is, we have not had a family member have any negative side effects of becoming a weird raven in many, many, many years. And uh, no no particular, like, cornfield fetish or anything like that. <laughs> I do... I, I cannot lie to you, Jericho. I do love grain. I, I love some rice. I love some corn. You know, any sort of... Like, how do you feel about scarecrows, you know? Or is that in character or out of character? Uh, I'm just, I'm just wondering. Why don't you put it in character real quick? I, I, you know, I, I gotta wonder. How, how do you feel about scarecrows? I mean, is that effective uh, at all on the ravens? That you interesting. You should mention scarecrows. Uh, Babeli Saga has an a battalion. I'm trying to think of the word for the right number, but a group of. Animated scarecrows. So, squad, be on the lookout. If wow. you see a scarecrow here, it may look normal, but you should treat it as though it wants to kill you. So Reginald's just throwing his hands up in the air like like in defeat. So we we're here to to beat up a bunch of straw people. That doesn't sound like too much of an adventure to me. Well, well also, maybe we can get this done through pretty pretty quickly, boys. Reginald, lest you forget the extremely powerful and magically proficient hag that is uh, at least over 100, possibly 200 years old due to her magical powers, or the other dastardly and destructive uh, creatures and monsters that lie in wait for us in the swamp, I suppose, if you believe that is non-adventurous, you can behave that way, but... I believe we will have plenty of stories to tell when we get back from this. Is the story going to go something like the dried up old prune through a bunch of straw people at us? Oh yeah, let's keep on walking while we talk about this. Let's try and get closer to our goal. 
Ooh, All I will say to you, always keep an hand on your axe. Um, oh, you guys approach a dozen moss-covered minhirs. What is a minhir? It is a big old pillar. Okay. Norse. Gotcha. Let me Google that on the right thing so people, so our folks at home can see what a mint here is. This is what we're looking at. You know, kind of uncarved, mossy, vertical rocks. Um, you approach several of those. Uh, a dozen moss-covered men here from a near-perfect circle in the spongy earth. These weathered stones range in height from 15 to 18 feet. A couple of them lean inward as if to share some great secret with their inscrutable neighbors. A wary-looking peasant woman lurks behind the tallest stone, a rusty lantern clutched in one gnarled hand and a dagger clutched in the other. And you hear, as you see this woman, you hear Elvir whisper, That is Muriel. Let's not frighten her by approaching her from the darkness. Where did you post a picture of the thing? Yeah, I don't oh, I just put it. I just no, I just opened the um. Here, I can uh, copy. Oh, you just had it on the stream. I was letting the I was letting the stream folks see it. Oh, okay. ah. There you go. Well, there you go. <laughs> Yay! Woo. Okay. Visuals. All right. Men here. Big rock. You're looking at Minhears. That's a nice rock. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, so that being the case, Elvier just said that to you. What do you do? I approach from stealth. I'm kidding. I de stealth. Okay. I de stealth yeah. as well. Reginald is practically just dragging his his mighty axe along behind him. He's just like. Say much of an adventure. Come on. He's, he was really looking for more, you know? That's, I'm looking forward to when you see some of the things that may lay in wait here before you. I'm looking ready for, ready for that reaction. Um, Elvir says, Muriel. Muriel. Uh, and the peasant woman turns around fearfully, but to but then to lay eyes on Elvir, someone who is familiar to her, she says, Oh, hello. Elvir, what are you doing here? We are been sent by father to steal back a, the, uh, the gym, the Babali Saga came, that stole from us. And if we can, Murder the hag along with our other tasks. Very well, I suppose. Welcome. Uh, this is probably the safest place in the swamp. Uh, but just there, across the river, are the ruins of Berez. Um, I know a few things about them. But but first, who who are your friends here? Who who, who are these you've, you've brought along? As she looks to you, waiting for an answer. I smile and wave and say, hello, my name is Durman. Hello, Muriel. Muriel Finshaw, at your service. Nice to meet you, Muriel. Go ahead. My name is Jericho. And this is my friend and adventurer. 
I kind of like half-heartedly just wave my mighty battle axe here. It's good to meet you. It's good to meet you all as well. You must be uh, friends of Davian to have made it all the way out here and for him to allow Elvia to accompany you this far. Um, she kind of whispers over to Elvia. Do they, uh, do, do they know? Uh, and Elvia says, yes, they, they know about the way Raven think. And Muriel says, oh, wonderful. I don't have to hide that from you. I spent so much my, of my life concealing that, but I am too aware, Raven, of the kindness of the Martkovs, uh, despite being a Vinshaw myself. But it is wonderful to make your acquaintance, uh, despite it being in this hellish uh, and oppressive of locales. Hey, this old place. It seems uh, seems rather rather spooky around here, but I, I, I really don't see what all the fuss is about. I mean, we came out all this way and everything. I'll be, you know, I'm, I'm pointing towards the towards the, these these two fine gentlemen with me. Back back me up here, fellas. This this doesn't seem very adventury. Yeah, I just don't think we've really gotten to that part yet. You're just being impatient, Reginald. You all right? Um, I can assure you that across the river there is adventure waiting on you. Uh, whether you return from your adventure will, of course. Uh, remains to be seen. You hear that? Across the river. Well, did, didn't we just come from across the river? Something like that. Uh, Muriel. <laughs> might I ask, why are you over here around these massive standing stones? Well, uh, because they uh, seem to be... Excuse me. They seem to be not... Uh, affected as much by the oppressive magics in this area. Um, to be honest, I I just feel safer on this side of the river, away from Berez and Babalisaga and her scarecrows and all the other hateful things that live over there. Uh, but I also must continue spying upon her, hopefully finding a moment that we can come in and swoop uh, to regain the stone back for the winery as well as to get any information we can on Babalisaga that will hopefully lead us to information on Strahd and being able to remove him as proprietor over these wretched lands. Yeah, that would, that would also further our goals of not being here. Uh, do you think you could get us as close as physically possible without dying? I mean, we can probably take it from there. I am far too old to be crossing the river with you to attack Babalisaga. I feel as though my value lies elsewhere. But I can tell you what I know of the village of Berez and the murderous things within. All right, that'll work. You've caught my attention. Well, if you look around you, Berez was actually a thriving village of Barovia, as many of the other places here were at one time. But it was abandoned long ago after the river rose once and it flooded the village. Um, since then, an ancient and powerful hag named, as you know, Babalisaga, uh, she lives in a hut in the middle of the village now. Um, and when she's not inside her hut, she's flying around on, you'll never believe this, a giant skull. She uses it as a vehicle. She's enchanted it in some way. Uh, so if she leaves her hut, 
she hops into a giant skull and flies around. Reginald is like wide-eyed at all this. <laughs> Elvira at this point is beside Reginald going like, ah, yes, I told you. We we chopped down a bleeding tree earlier yesterday morning. Uh, I, I don't think much can uh, be unbelievable at this point. Very well. You've been to Yester Hill then. Um, also, a few more things. Babalitaga does have some scarecrows uh, across the river that that uh, do her bidding. They are murderous. Uh, they are under the hag's control and they surround the hut and they serve as a warning system for her. And by my count, there are seven in the village. Reginald has gone from wide-eyed to rolling his eyes. And gotcha. would you recommend that we dispatch them quickly, avoid them at all costs? What would what would be best for getting to her as quickly as possible? Um, let me. I'm gonna have to look up. Sorry, I have to look up what they actually are. Honestly. Okay. Like what? I haven't actually checked out their um. I wonder if that's I'm in the monster. I haven't f- looked up what the scarecrows actually. Was that Zenus? Yeah, here we go. I got it. Scarecrow construct. Ooh. All right. <laughs> um. She says. Classy. She says the scarecrows. Though they do not look like much, they are formidable opponents in battle. I've seen them kill larger things than I expected them to be able to kill. If you can dispatch them quickly before they call to their creator, then it might be best to take them out of the play. But if you cannot, it may be best to avoid them entirely. But you can be assured that if you attack Baba Lissaga, the first things she will call... Are her scarecrow gods. I see. Any specific weaknesses? To a scarecrow? Being made of straw and whatever you... Slash or fire would be fantastic. From what I've seen, they are quite vulnerable to fire. Um, I have seen uh, swords cut cut not so deep. Um, they They are very resistant to piercing or slashing. Or even being hit with that mace of yours, um, at least from non-magical things. Uh, I have seen adventurers and others try poison on them to no avail, um, and it seems as though they do not get tired. They are never they are never afraid, never paralyzed by any magics, um, and I have never seen them fall unconscious. I see. Yeah, they, they do sound quite formidable. Reginald starting to catch my interest. Uh, you know, a, a never tiring enemy is not really daunted by a lot of weapons. Well, you know, I think I could, I could probably work with that. With one more thing about the scarecrows, as I have seen in the past, uh, combatants approach the scarecrows only to turn around in fear and run away. Large. Double the size of the scarecrow. Never, you would never assume that this thing would be afraid of a scarecrow, but there must be something about its gaze that can turn even the most 
confident warrior away. I see. And are they immune you know, we gotta to... gotta get worried about a scarecrow eyeballing us. And if there's a scarecrow eyeballing you, you should probably be afraid in general. But are they are they entirely immune to uh, normal weapons? Uh, they're not entirely immune. They just seem quite resilient against them. I see. All right. Zenas, are you here? Yeah. Oh, okay. Let well. me tell you what else you might know. Um, I will tell you this. Uh, we do know that the scarecrows of Baba La Saga periodically are sent to um yep we'll see you later Hale. we'll see you in the morning for mario um baba the saga at times will send her scarecrows to the winery that is not very helpful for us but i've learned that she is doing so periodically more often and more often recently as well she has trapped several mountain goats in a pen near the ruins of an old mansion um and i assume that she uh the disgust, disgusting old hag as she is uh, feeds on these creatures um, or uses them for some absurd, dastardly magical ritual. They are not pets, I can assure you. Alright. Well, we will try and get rid of them as early as possible and proceed to Bobby Lasaga with less enemies at our backs. Sorry for any take for a few moments. No, sorry, I was just going out of character. You mentioned sorry if I, I I have been pretty close to the mic. I've been I was reading the book and being kind of close, whisper doing a little whisper action. Uh, hopefully that hasn't caused any too bad of issues for anybody. Um, we all go ahead. Uh, that was it. I just I just wrapped up by saying it should take longer than just just a few moments, really. We'll, uh, we'll take uh, care of it. Go ahead. Uh, Reginald, this, this joking of yours has it maybe has gone far enough. I suppose... I, I, I ask that you gird yourself as we cross the river because the things over there, from what I hear, are a lot. They're strong. They're nothing to be scoffed at. Well, I've never seen a pile of old straw, whether it's moving around or not. It's any, anything really to be too concerned about. So uh, I want to heft up my new my new battle axe over my shoulder. You could consider me girded at this point. <laughs> Very well. Damon, are you so ready, ready, fellas? Onward. I'm ready. Let's do it. Zenus. Let's go. Okay. Um, so if you guys want to cross the river, Elvir says it may be safer to cross the river back where we crossed earlier. Uh, if we cross here, we are directly across from the village. If you if you peer closely uh, through the fog, you can even see some, some of those abandoned cottages right across the river. Um, there are a few options, I suppose. We could cross here. Uh, and go into the abandoned cottages and use them to obscure ourselves as we sneak around and explore and try to find the, the zone, or we can go back to where we came and come in from the north, uh, or whatever it is you all would like to do again. I'm only here to help. The decisions are yours. 
Hmm. What say you fellas? I'm more of the hit it a lot until it stops moving instead of the whole... What's it called? Thinking? Planning? Something? I'd like to take a more stealthy approach, personally. If I could get some of those scarecrows unaware, then we could probably dispatch them a lot faster. But if you want to provide a marvelous distraction, that would also work. Is it full on nighttime at this point? Yeah, it's dark. Is the village well lit? The village is dimly lit with a few torches around. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, is there anything, like, on the bank of the other side of the river, like, immediately? Or is it just the abandoned huts? The bank on the other side of the river, yeah, it's just some abandoned huts, and each of them have, um... Let's see here. Through the fog, you can see the empty shell of an old... Nope, that's not correct. (laughs) Um, you can see a cluster of ruined cottages separated by low stone walls, and you see a short stretch of dirt road that has remained intact, uh, going in front of them. Or between them. I am prepared to cross the river here. I, I, I think it would be best to just go ahead and get it over with and cross here. Uh, I suppose so. Um, Dermin, uh, what do you suppose? Well, I think it's perfectly fine to sneak across here. I plan on kind of going stealthy this next moment anyway. All right. Yeah, let's go on and sneak around a bunch of old piles of hay. Well, you don't have to, Reginald, but I work best when people aren't right up in my face swinging things at me. No, 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 we'll go on and do our sneaking. He's just kind of grumbling to himself. I guess, I guess he's he's kind of leading the way. He's sliding up into the water. Okay. I'm uh, um, again, the water... Go ahead. I said I'm going to go that way too. Okay. Again, the water doesn't isn't particularly deep. Uh, it doesn't get any more than 10 feet deep, so a lot of your time is spent wading, but some of it you do actually have to swim. Um, and then you guys arrive on the other end of the bank. Elvir turns into a were-raven, um, and as you all slip into the water, you can hear Muriel say, Good luck to all of you. Uh, I will be here if you should you return. I will be watching over the things that you get into across the river. Did she say, should we return? Like, is, is there an option not to? It's always no, a question yeah, more than an option. Hmm. Alright. Alright, I'm good. Let's get doing. Alright, where, um, Elvir where ravens himself across the river as, as a where raven might do. Uh, and you guys find yourself right here at the mouth of these little cottages that I have drawn for you. All right. Um, the cottages are, you know, dilapidated old cottages sinking into the marsh. And the walls that separate them, there are walls that separate each of the cottages. So they're kind of like, you know, they're all kind of encased in walls, if that makes sense, what I'm type, what I'm doing here. Well, not like wall walls, but like a walled garden kind of thing, like just some separation yeah, so going on. There, there are cottages with three foot high stone fences around them. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Okay. Yeah, 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 boss. Goody. 
Okay. Right. Um. Yeah, we're good. And where is the Babali Saga hut? Um. I mean, this is a big area. You can't see it from here. Oh. Okay. You're crossing over into the ruins of a village, so it's a, it's we... a pretty wide little area. I'm gonna go. The the hut is in the center of the village. Based on what Muriel has informed you, the village is like the area of the village. I'm going to zoom out right now on our drawing. The area of the village is a good kind of like this. Okay. Oh, okay. This is just what we can see. Wham. Yeah. This. Yeah. The cottages aren't the village. The cottages are in the southeast portion of the village. Gotcha. So yeah, the Babala Saga hut could be, could be in this area. Um, based, let's say Muriel, Muriel told you a little bit of the other stuff. She refers to... Man, I told y'all, I think I'm reading the wrong little location. Really? No, never mind. So, there, she said there are also some huts up here. Some other huts with the same um, kind of wall structure. Uh, she also told you about a an abandoned mansion down here in this area. Kind of in that general look of things. And then she reminded her, let you know that there was also an old abandoned churchyard over here on the edge of the village as well. And so yes, Babala Saga's hut, you would assume is right there in the middle. Okay. I think it make, make, that makes better sense. Okay. Gentlemen, I would like to investigate the old churchyard if we have time. Yeah, and I'm, uh, I'm honestly wondering, you know, if if she's got these scarecrows scraping around or anything else, you know, shouldn't we maybe dispatch those before we try to get up on the old bag herself. That seems like a good idea to me. Which one is the church? Speaking of the far side. Yeah, you guys are with a um, big red dot. You guys are there. You are here. Speaking of which... Yes. You said speaking of which. Oh, sorry. I did say speaking of which. Speaking of which, <laughs> roll a perception check, please. Alright. I'd also like to roll at this point, too. That's I got idea. four. And that's a nat 20 for stealth. <laughs> nice. I got a um, 19 for perception. But Keith, you should know, upon taking the observant feat and getting that plus one to wisdom, my passive perception is now 24. Understood. Uh, I got a four for perception and a 19 for stealth. Perception is wisdom, correct? Yep. Okay, Roll off those perceptions for me if you don't mind. 10. 19. Four. Okay, um, Elvir and Reginald are, are just trying to deal with all the fog and all the flies flying around and other different things. Uh, none of them really approach you at this point. Um, 
Derrico, you're kind of looking for places you can hide and be sneaky. Um, Derman, you are able, uh, in a northwesterly direction, you're able to peer into the fog and see uh, an unmoving humanoid feature that has a very fuzzy head, arms, and legs. Well, you know, Keith, it's funny you say that. Mm-hmm. Because I got a nat one on my stealth roll. Okay. <laughs> cool. Well, here, how about this? It's it's like a couple. It's like 150 feet away. Like you're really peering into the darkness. Okay. I think this is not the time you roll the stealth roll. Okay. The only thing one is like you just point at it and start shrieking loudly. The only <laughs> danger around you with your perception roll currently is that is this scarecrow. That is that far away from you to the northeast. Um, at this point, these cubes. Um, at this point, we're going to just kind of generally say, and again, kind of up to my discretion later on. But a cube of this size is, shall we say, about two hundred feet wide. Woo! Golly. So, kind of close to the to top of this little village area is a scarecrow. You dig? Yeah. Yep. So, so before you roll your stealth and move, I figure feel like you, Dermon now knows this. Everybody's getting their bearings, getting out of the water. They're wringing out their clothes. Dermon's able to spot what looks like a scarecrow in the distance. I pointed out and say. Well, gentlemen, I think at least now we know what they look like. All right. So, shall we circle around to that church you wanted to check out and see if we can get to that scarecrow while we're over there and then proceed on to the hag's hut? I would like to do that, yes. All right. That sounds like a horrible name for a restaurant. What, what is it? The hag's, hag's hut. hut. Ooh. Yeah. Bryce slash Jericho, you're saying get to that scarecrow while you're over there? You said it's straight across, right? No, the... Like, if your guys are here, the red, the red cube I drew is 200 feet. Yeah. I'm going to draw a, pur- a purple scarecrow. Alright. You oh. see that tiny scarecrow dot? I thought you said... I thought you said it was, like, way over there. No, it's like 150 feet away from you. Oh, okay. My bad. Well then, yeah, let's go you. dispatch him real quick. Yeah, sorry about uh, that. I didn't, I hopefully, I don't second know what thought, I said. Demon, I didn't see that one. I saw something else over there. Uh, perhaps <laughs> we should dispatch the scarecrow nearby before we proceed to the churchyard. I saw something else maybe half a mile away. <laughs> Fair enough. My elf eyes in this darkness are there. They're acting up. Gotta get a new prescription. Well, you must <laughs> Did you take in too much of that water? I'm already walking away in shame. Towards the scarecrow. <laughs> now, uh, I would like to roll stealth, if you would allow it. Alright, you guys are approaching the where, the scarecrow from 150 feet away, uh, and Elvir says, yes, I believe we sh- should be able to dispatch it if we are able to catch him by surprise um so yeah roll your stealths if you want to stealth. i keep my nat 20 roll from when we got in here 
Yeah, I think that's fair. You rolled a nat 20. We can keep that. You're still... I got a... I had a 19 earlier. Well, it was a 16 plus... No, 15 plus 4. I'm going to be a kind DM. If you had a high roll earlier, keep it. If you had a low roll, trade it out. I got a 16. Okay. You're welcome. All right, so Reginald is just kind of... He, he's kind of, yeah, whatever about this whole situation. But you know, now that stuff is actually happening, he's kind of getting into the, the spirit of it. Ridge nice. Um, go for it, Geek. Go ahead. Elvir says to you, Jericho, he says, uh, you seem to be rather adept at hiding in plain sight. Uh, I, on the other hand, am not always so fleet of foot. Would you mind if I became a raven? and landed on your shoulder uh, and joined you on your journey into darkness. He, you cut out for me. He's talking to me or Dermon? He's talking to you. Okay. Uh, yeah, go forward. And, okay. Uh, uh, in a moment... Delphier turns into a raven and lands on your shoulder. Can you, can you still understand me in that form? Just nod your head. He yes. nods. Okay, great. Well, after we dispatch this one, if you wouldn't mind doing a bit of recon for us and seeing if you can point out the rest of the scarecrows in the village, that'd be very helpful. He nods. I like it. That's some good thinking. Mm -hmm. Good thinking. And Inspiration point. I actually have... That's what I'm talking about. Two of those at this point. Uh, Uh, Well, you can only have one, so... Okay, cool. (laughs) You You gotta be sure to use those. Just in case you do something good later. <laughs> Reginald, while we're on the subject of good ideas... Actually, nope, I gotta do something first. Um, is the... What in the world was that? Is there a torch or anything nearby the Scarecrow? Like, is it in a lit area? No, it is It is in much, almost complete darkness. Alright. Like, it's very dark. Okay. Never mind, Reginald. <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to examine if we come across any scarecrows near torches I can't really be in the light and do what I normally do like you saw I did in the uh, cellar of the vineyard but they are I didn't say you do nothing in the cellar exactly but they are not immune to fire by any means they're made of straw so if you can manage your stealth and grab onto one, I would be more than happy to plant a hot burning torch right into its face. Okay. I, I think I could get behind that. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. And I'm going to take Vegetable's this moment. kind of brightening up. <laughs> I'm going to take this moment to, before we enter combat, I want to check to make sure my hand crossbow is loaded. Alright, so I'm going to try to grab the Scarecrow. No, not this one. There's no torch nearby. Okay. Alright, team. Are we ready to uh, dispatch a Scarecrow? Yes. Alright. He has cocked his axe and he is ready to fire. (laughs) Everybody roll initiative. Cool. 19. Where did my phone go? I'm sitting on it. Nine. 
Nines and nineteens on this one. Mm-hmm. All right, Derman was a what? Nineteen. Jericho was a what? Twelve. Reginald was a what? Nine. Okay. Roll uh, again. Roll a d20 for me. Reginald. Just a straight up d20? Yep. Aye, sir. Let's see. Oh, that one's a d20. Uh, it is a 17. All right. Cool beans. Thank you for that. Um, just had to decide between you and an NPC who was going to go before who. Um, that means... I'm hoping we it doesn't ready. mean that. We are ready to begin. Um, everybody is going to be able to surprise this thing. You guys all creep up, I imagine, within attacking range of this creature. I guess, how do you how do you tactically approach this thing? Uh, From a distance. I'm invisible. From a distance, Jeremy? <laughs> as far as I know. Um, yeah, you are. I'm kind of... I'm kind of staying close to the to the walls. I'm kind of a I'm kind of a big guy, so I'm just trying to blend into anything I can. Okay, but how close do you get to the scarecrow? You're gonna to want to try to get hit as it. close as humanly possible. You get within melee range? Dermot, you said you were far away? Uh yeah, at least like sixty feet. Okay. You stay sixty feet away. Um the your were raven buddy uh also in the attacking phase, as you guys go to attack the creature, hops off your shoulder and turns into uh, his where his you know physical actual self with his short sword drawn, ready to attack as well. I just want to comment on the visual that Jericho is invisible with a raven riding around on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Indeed, just floating raven. Float Ra- raven. You're, you're rolling around with a with a pocket dude. A pocket swordsman just <laughs> <laughs> out to stab things. All right, so everybody's going to get a turn against this thing before uh, it ever gets to act. So that means, Dermon, you're up first. I'm going to cast Toll the Dead upon him. Toll the Dead. You point at one creature you can see within range, uh, and the sound of a dol- uh, dolorous bell fills the air around it for a moment. The target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or take 1d8 necrotic damage. Uh, if it's missing any hit points, that's a 1d12. The spell's damage increases by one die when you reach 5th level, so it's actually going to take 2d8 damage. Man, this thing is about to get messed up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I roll what again? Wisdom save. Oh my gosh! He rolls a 19! Lucky save. Oh my god. Well, yeah, that that was just a, a flat 19. So is that a no damage thing? Yeah. All right, I'm sorry, but that is how it, that is the, the way the cookie crumbles. Um, next up, or are you doing anything else? No, that's it. That's all I got. Okay. Uh, that means it is Elvir's turn. Elvir is going to, luckily you guys have Elvir on your team. He has multi-attack. Um. Uh, Elvir is going to swing his short sword at this fellow. He is going to miss with the first one. It's been a while. He's a little bit rusty. <laughs> um, 
but he's going to hit on that second one, baby. Yeah. Um, he's going to hit him with a short sword, which means that's a 1d6 plus 2. Luckily, he got a 6, so he's going to knock 8 damage right off the bat of the Scarecrow. He's... Or actually, hold up. Remind me of resistances. That means that they take half, right? Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so he dabs into the Scarecrow, only doing half the damage that he would have done otherwise. Um, you know, he stabs in him and straw comes out, but the Scarecrow now turns around to his eyes to meet Elvir's. Um, it is now Jericho's turn. Sweet. So, on my first turn as the Gloomstalker Ranger, I deal an extra D8 of damage. I have an additional attack. I have 10 feet of greater movement. And, and since I was a 5th level Ranger, I got extra attack. And also, I have the sneak attack bonus of a rogue, and I can use a light weapon as a bonus action. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be here for a minute, boys. Okay, so... Hey, it, it, pays to tr- it pays to double down on sneakiness, I guess. All right. So, first thing... Yeah, all right. I'm just going to approach it, and swing my sword. Swing on it. Swing. Oh, yeah, and I also have, uh, I'm invisible, so I have advantage. right up. Nice. Okay, so that's a 23. No, 25. 23 will definitely hit. Okay, cool. So that's... Can y'all hear the four-wheeler in the background? Yes. A little bit, not bad. Okay, good. I have no idea why they're riding right now. I don't know. They're also riding right past the bus. Because I'm, I'm recording on the bus tonight, but they're, they're driving right past it. Okay. I don't hear it on yours. So that's... That's okay, though. Five plus eight. Thirteen plus four is 17 damage for the first strike. Okay. With your sword though? Yeah. All right. So first strike, you're going he's going to take 8 damage. Then the additional attack. Oh wait. That's a uh, 22 to hit. That'll hit. And that's 10 damage. Okay. You slash him again with surprise. Oh, and I'll go ahead and add a, my D6 uh, sneak attack damage. Where is my D6? Okay. Can somebody roll a D6 for me? On it. Just one D6? Yeah. You got a, well, you got a six. Cool. An additional six damage. And then I'm going to back up and fire my preloaded crossbow bolt. Okay. Cool. Wait, how much wait, how much was a D6? I'm sorry. A six. Uh it rolled a six. Oh nice. Perfect. That is an unnatural twenty. Okay. And can you roll that D six again for me? Yo. Uh, four. 
plus four. So that's eight. And that's it. Okay. So he's looking worse than when you started. You've cut a lot of things off of him, but he's still standing there just angry at you at this point. Um, next up would be Reginald. Good grief. Hey, guess what I do? I'm I know what you do, baby. Swing at it with my hacks. Swing at uh, it. Which I have named the Weed Whacker. Wonderful. Oh, and can Let's I take see. a free action to return my crossbow to my belt? Do what now? Can I take a free action to return my crossbow to my belt? Yes, that sounds good to me. Okay. Schwankers. Um, I got a 13 to hit. A 13 to hit. That will do it. Nice. Uh, it is a 6 on the damage. A whole 6. But... Since it is a planty creature, technically, does that count? Uh, it is technically not a plant. It is made of... It's a construct. Okay. So it's not technically a plant. It does have plant material in it, but it's not um, a living plant creature. Okay. So I'm going to tack at it again, and it's a 17 to hit on this one. That will hit. And uh, 13 demos. All right. Nice, nice, nice. 13 demos. Which will put us at. Ew. He is not looking very good, guys. I think I've he is not looking very good. But even after all that, the scarecrow does barely remain standing. Dang. Um, all right. I want to see if I can, like, kind of maneuver behind where he's standing. Okay, so you you go behind him. Yeah. Um, gotcha. He, you you go behind him. We'll say that uh, Jericho and Elvir are in front of him, uh, and Derman has perfect good line of sight, sixty feet away in the darkness. Mm, and it'll be the Scarecrow's turn now, guys. Right. Wait, he's not able to act on his first round of combat. That's how surprise works, right? Yep. yep. Right. Never mind. You guys all get another turn because he rolled the lowest initiative. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he'll probably not survive. <laughs> Dust man. Fighting right, hate. Derman. Uh, sorry, there's a plane going by. We can tell. Oh, yeah. That's a fantasy plane. Uh, make that, uh, crap, was it, uh, wisdom save. Again. Because I'm... I will do it. Trying it again. Told it. Told it. nine. He does not save. Huzzah! What a Taking damage, right? Yeah, so he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna take a, take a 12 instead of an 8. Alright. That's a 2. And that's a 4. All right. What type of damage is this damage? He takes six damage. What kind? Uh, necrotic. All right, yeah. He takes six damage, and the the bells ring in his ears. And when he turned around, he started with Elvir and looked angry. He moved to Jericho and looked again angry, but doesn't see me. Concerned. And then Reginald, even more concerned, and then finally he looks off into the night. As you can tell, he's lost focus on all of you. 
and then the necrotic em- energy emanates from inside of his constructed head and burns with purple oozing burningness out from under all of his raggy clothes and there's a pile of purple embers left where his body used to be and the scarecrow is dead all completely silently nicely cinematized well not completely silently but like the sound of an axe hitting a pile of pine straw he did well not ever having hit a pile of pine straw with an axe i'm gonna go with that description yeah, what a what a horrible thing to happen to you. <laughs> standing there in the night trying to help out your your creator, and then murder. It's not even like a. It wasn't a great stealth kill because there's four of you. <laughs> it's just like a random mugging in the darkness. Hey, I love it though. Good job, Keith. Do you still have the other Zencaster tab open? Uh, I do not. No. Okay. I don't think. Because mine got up to 66% and I tabbed away and I would look back at it and it's now at 16%. Cool. So I don't what? know what's wrong with that. I don't oh. either. All right. All right. We'll figure continue. it out. We got it. Yep. Fellas, I've I got to say that was, uh, that was a bit more exciting than I thought it was going to be. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. Demon, hey, yep. you suppose there's any more in it? He said she said there was like six, six or seven of them around here, right? Oh, yeah. You said there was seven, and I told you they would be quite the challenge. They, oh, they yes, quite, quite a challenge. Certainly are. Do you think you could uh, get us some recon and figure out where the rest of them are? It would be my pleasure. Thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. And as he finishes the word pleasure, he jumps into the air and turns into a raven and begins to fly, and he will return momentarily. Uh, he'll figure out where we're going. Demon, to the church now? Yes, I would like that. Awesome. All right. I'm going to stealth that way. I'll do the same. All right, you got a long... I mean, this is a long walk, so you're definitely... You'll have to stealth for sure. Okay. Do I need to be stealth? No, I think one stealth roll will be fine, but if you decide to stop to do anything on the way, uh, you'll have to re-stealth. How about? Alright. I want a little side conversation. Hey, hey, Dermot, what was that, uh, what was that melty thing you did to him there at the end? No, it was just simple magic, I know. Nothing too spectacular, really. I I like that. It was, it was well played, well played. No, I think think you could do some more of that. Oh, I plan to try at least. It didn't seem to work too well the first time. I think it's mostly dependent on the will of the one being attacked, really. It was just lining up for that perfect shot there and to finish him off. That's all it was. I seen it with my own eyes. Well, that's very kind of you. Thank you. Reginald is like, he's he's getting more excited now. Like, there's something actually happening. Yes. Onward to adventure then. Adventure? Oh, yeah, yeah, it starts creeping that direction. Get the general adventure word direction. I head off toward where the church would be. Keith. 
Yep, I'm listening. Hold All on. Right. Just making sure we didn't lose. You guys roll your stealth roll for me. Okay. I got a 12. What are we rolling? A steal? Yeah, if you're uh, going to try to stealth over to church with them. I got a 15. Three-quarter sneaky. Um, okay. This might be a bit meta, but is there anything with magical sight that would find me? Because I... If I'm invisible, the dark vision. If I'm invisible, I roll with advantage for stealth. No, you're good. Okay. And then I got a 28. Otherwise, I got a 16. And everybody... Did everybody... So... Sorry, what was the lowest number I heard? 12. Okay. Yeah, you're all good. Um, while you're going there, roll a perception check so I can tell you what you see on the way. Um... 10. 12. Uh, 15. Okay. Um, as you're passing through, uh, you guys all almost, so you guys come out of the, um, that trail that you were on. You go in between all these cottages and things and then down toward that weird little peninsula thing that I made on the bottom. Heading towards that, you you see one scarecrow that you do have to walk around. It's directly in your path, kind of between here and that figure that I created. Um, and you do have to walk around him. So you definitely see one scarecrow on your way. As you pass by that figure, you see uh, toward the south end of the village lie the remains of a mansion that seems to be built on higher ground. It has been reduced to piles of stone and rotting timber. Empty arched windows stare at you. And south of the ruin, uh, it looks like there might be an untamed garden that seems to be running rampant, surrounded by broken walls that are no longer able to contain it. East of the ruin, someone has erected a crude wooden fence, forming a circular yard in which several goats are pinned. Surmounting the fence posts are human skulls. As you pass by that area, um, a big circular goat pen, a mansion, and a garden behind it. Um... And then you pass by that and you arrive at the churchyard, which you see through the fog, you see the empty shell and um, the empty shell of an old stone church, north of which is a cemetery of leaning gravestones enclosed by a disintegrating iron fence. Half the cemetery has sunk into the mire. Um, and on the way to that church, a little while after you pass that first scarecrow, you do indeed pass another scarecrow on your way there. So you know there are at least two scarecrows between the little cottages uh, and the church. But well, you do not on your right. considered charming and with lots of potential? Yes, it would be. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, it sounds like one of those kind of places. Alas, as you pass by north of you, slash to your right, you do not see um, Babala Saga's hut or anything. Nothing you recognize as the hut. Hmm. But not because it's not there necessarily, it's just the fog is thick. You, you didn't really travel very close to it. Uh, can we see each other? Like, since we know we're all going this way, do we know where each other are? Yeah, I assume that you got, I'm picturing you guys kind of helping each other stealth across this area. Like, at times you might, like, intentionally break a twig, make something turn the other way the other two go past and then you know kind of some cool stuff like that you have some cinematic lots of elaborate hand gestures yes lots of that too all right Uh, well i i am 
the only way I would be able to interact with anybody is if I made noise. So at this point, I'm just mm -hmm. going to watch, uh, see what Dermon does. Okay. I go. Church. I go. Uh, in through a window. Okay. Um, it's mostly rotted all down. Like there's barely, there's not even really a, a roof. So you kind of hop over through the gap of a window that used to exist. <clears throat> Um, and what you see uh, is just this this uh, this rotting mess of a church. It looks like there used to be a church here. The most um, striking thing that you see in the church is underneath where the bell tower used to be. You do see a, an old iron bell that seems to be half immersed in the marsh, and it's lying amid the remains of a collapsed steeple. I'm hanging out outside where Dermon entered the, the old church. Okay. This is not at all what I expected. <clears throat> it's quite sad, really. I want to investigate the bail. Okay. 18. Alright, you roll an 18. It just seems to be an old rusty iron bell that sunk half into the marsh. Nothing particularly special about it. But whenever you do wipe or wipe your hand across the edge of it, you can reveal or move some of the mud aside, and you do see um, kind of embossed on the lower outer edge of the bell the word Berez, B-E-R-E-Z. Um, Smack it. I, I put my, my hand against it and like rest my forehead on it and say a silent prayer, and then turn to leave. Okay. Are you leaving toward the cemetery or just back where you came? Uh, just back where I came. I like the right. character moment, Zenus. Yeah. That was a good one. I know you also have inspiration too, though. No, I, I do. I, I think I, I thought it. I you one last week. I think you and I got one at the same time, didn't we? Let's see. Hang on. I have it written I down. I think so. No, I've already used it. Eh, take another one. That was a good moment. Good job. I remain uninspired, but I got a poking stick and a good choppy thing. Yeah. That's true. I'm trying trying to spread the love. <laughs> You've had uh, first dibs on every magical weapon we found so far. <laughs> I didn't even mean to. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes the DM speaks to you through a dead god. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the DM feels like a dead god. Ooh, sad. <laughs> you don't smell yeah. like one. Okay. That's right. Don't smell like one. All right, Dermon All has right. exited. Yeah, he hopped out of the church. window. Like, you see you, him do it. Did you find what you was looking for in there, Dermon? Well, not quite. But to be honest, I wasn't really sure what I was looking for to begin with. I just... Maybe it would have reminded me of home. Mm -hmm. There's no life in this place. There's nothing here that could remind me of them. Reginald's kind of... As deep in thought as Reginald can get about that. Okay. Um, as you guys have this little conversation... Um, it, well, you assume... or. What's his name? Oh, what's Elvis, his name? Elvis. 
Elvir. Elvir. His his brother's name is Erwin. His name's Elvir. Elvir lands uh, nearby to you all. I assume Jericho's kind of standing around the same area, and yep. he lands, uh, and he says, "Wait, where is Jericho?" Uh, he is here. Yeah. I'm going. Is he human form? Huh? Is he? Is he? He's back to being human, right? He's not. Yeah, he transforms into human, and when he lands. Okay, and he's near them. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go up next to him and uh, Reginald and put a hand on each of their shoulders. I'm here. Okay, very well. Very impressive. You are invisible. Uh, Something I could use, I'm sure. Uh, I did a flyover, and I did find the locations of the other six um, scarecrows. I've also found the location of Babali Saga's hut. Uh, I do not see the hag herself. I assume she is within... Um, there's definitely something strange going on with the hut, but I did not fly close enough to to um, to really investigate. But I also saw something a little interesting out to the west, a little farther out of town. Um, it seemed like a statue or a monument of some sort, um, but I am unsure. But here, um, and he like kind of takes out a little scrap piece of parchment, and he provides you with the following map. Cool beans. I swear, I hate it when I take a picture of something in my phone, but it doesn't turn landscape because I'm taking it <laughs> on a picture. I hate it! They should have, like... All will be revealed. They should have a document setting in the actual camera app because, I mean, yeah. the, the lens doesn't change. It's just your orientation. So you should just be able to rotate it any way you want. I agree. All right. So that picture, I hope you're able to zoom in on it. There are X's that are the scarecrows. Um, this word scarecrow in the top middle of the map, there are two arrows coming off of it. The arrow to the right that's pointing directly down, that is the scarecrow you killed. Handily. Killed it handily. The monument he's referring to is area U5. You are currently in area U4, but not under U4. You are down there by the church that's on the south side of it. Cool, cool. And U3 is the hut? U3 in the middle is the hut. Okay. U2 is the petting zoo? U2 is the uh, band that is playing a concert in the north part of the <laughs> Ah. No tickets. <laughs> yeah, we missed out on that one. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. You too is what, Josh? I'm sorry. Uh, I said, dang, no tickets. Okay. No, but before that, did you ask me a real question? I was wondering, is that the petting zoo of the damned? Skulls everywhere yes, and happy U2 frolicking is, goat? You too is the petting zoo of the damned. You six is the stone circle. Ooh, Okay. Right, it's all coming together now. Yep. My map isn't very good, but whatever. Nice. Now, there's two U1s on here. Uh, they just mean they're the same thing. Those are those cottages. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Thank you, Elvira. This, um, this makes sense. Makes things a lot more um, clear. I'm glad Elvira. to be able to help. 
fairness, do you think we ought to uh, dispatch these um, the scarecrows before we go on to the old hag? Yes, I think we should do that. Probably so. Elvia, you said something strange was going on with the hut. I know you said you didn't get close enough to figure out what it was, but when you say strange, what do you mean? The hut, her hut is built on what seems to be the stump and roots of an old tree. But if I am not mistaken, I can swear that I saw the roots of the stump it's built on twitching, moving as I flew over. It's disturbing. Honestly, the, this hut, it looked more like a spider from above than anything. We'll keep an eye on that. Let's get rid of these scarecrows at first. Come and see the twitching twig, now at the hag hut. <laughs> All right. I want to do the, the the big clap on the shoulder for, for Elvia. It's, it's a fine thing you done, Elvia. We couldn't have done that by ourselves, that's for sure. Thank you again. It is my pleasure to help you. Keep it down, Reginald. We're not trying to notify the whole... I don't know how much of a village this really is. We're not trying to notify the scarecrows. How about that? Oh, all right, all right. Can we, can we get to the chopping now? Sure. Uh, Elvia, you marked a scarecrow sort of on the southeast side. That one seems pretty distant from the rest of them. Want to aim for that one? Anybody? Um, you are talking about the one between the mansion and the cottages? Yeah. Yes, that sounds like a good idea. We will have to pass by another scarecrow to get there. Oh, we're going along in front of the mansion? Yeah, so you're currently, if you see that square underneath U4, you're inside a big, U4 is inside a big square. There's a little square of those the ruined church underneath the big square. You're right beside that. Okay. To the right. Uh, based on the yeah, that makes sense. Based on the scale of your map before, I was picturing we were going around the mansion, and then coming up to the church. Yeah, no, my my map's jacked up. All right, so all right, you. you can of course do that. You can go around the back if you want. No, uh, we'll just retcon what I said and say I said that about the first one we would encounter. Okay, how about this? The scarecrows, you've obviously displayed an ability to take them out. If you, even, you know, the way things worked out with that one, it's pretty likely that you'll be able to kill these if you're all stealthy and get a surprise attack on them. I'm going to uh, create a new mechanic where you all roll stealth. If you all succeed, you kill the scarecrow. If you do not all succeed, you'll end up doing battle with it. That'll work. Cool. I like that. Okay. That'll work. Ev. And it'll be a good way to end our stream if something bad happens. Let's um, do it. All right, so Elvir uh, says, uh, do you mind if I stick to your six, as it were, Jericho? That'll be fine. Just keep quiet. He, he reaches a hand out to find your invisible shoulder, then transforms into a raven and hops on. <laughs> so that takes... Floating bird. Yep. That takes uh, one one element away from your one out of four rolls away. Um, so you guys go ahead and roll stealth as you approach the closest scarecrow to you. I'm going to do it. 
was a nine. Twenty. <laughs> uh, twenty-four. Gah. I whistled a happy tune. I couldn't help it. <laughs> Too excited. Gah. All right, and Jericho, Let's yours? Hold. Huh? I got twenty-one. All right, so you guys approach. Um, I actually have advantage. Dermon, six- the same thing both times. Dermon, sixty feet away. What? The same, the same right. thing you did last time, 60 feet away? Yeah. Alright, Derman sets up his position, Reginald, or uh, Jericho gets in his position, and Reginald approaches the Scarecrow, trying to get in his position, but sadly, he steps on a greasy twig, his foot slips, uh, and he slides his foot, and it, acts, it pokes into the side of the Scarecrow, and the Scarecrow notices that you all are there. Its eyes light up with a red flame, uh, or uh, its eyes are red as if they were flame um, as it stares you all down and whips out its arms to the side. Its claws extend and it is ready to do battle with you and we will roll initiative for next time on Dungeon Boys. War <laughs> <laughs> never changes coming back in there with <laughs> chatting a quote a greasy twig. <laughs> right? So I tripped on a greasy twig and my foot slipped and hit the scarecrow in the side? Uh, on the feet, on the leg or whatever. Okay, like he, right. It slid into the side of his leg. Uh, 15 for initiative. Uh, we're going to we're gonna do combat next time, fellas. We're just going to uh. roll that for next time. Um, why was the t- twig greased? Well, they're in a nasty swamp, boy. That's why, that's why I mentioned that. Um... But sorry, yeah, these things situation. happen when I get nervous. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's going to be our new tavern name whenever we succeed and we open the tavern. Welcome to the Greasy Twig. <laughs> Welcome to the Greasy Twig. What's your poison, brother? Uh, anyway, thank you for being in the Greasy Twig if you're listening to this podcast. Um, we've had a good time making it for you. Hope you had a good time listening. Um, if you would like to leave us a review, that's great. If you'd like to join our Discord channel to talk our server and join the Dungeon Boys Discord channel to talk Dungeon Boys or whatever, find links. I post some things in there sometimes. Um, send us an email at tankmediagames at gmail.com. Uh, if you are want to communicate with us or you can follow us on Twitter at tankmediagames. Um, so that's the end of the podcast rant. Boys, you got anything else? Not really. Thank you for joining us, and we're sorry about that. That's how that's how we live. But Always it was sorry about fun. <laughs> but it was fun. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We had some fun RP this this episode. We'll be back next time with some more Dungeon Boys. Please remember that we love you very much. Toodles. Bye.